0: hello everyone welcome to freedom bound um my name is tiana and i thank you so much for taking time to listen to me today so just a little backstory on this podcast let me just tell you the lord has been telling me to do this podcast for almost a year now (laughs) And I have been a little bit disobedient by not making a priori- priority, and so that is what I'm doing today. Um I had some technical issues whenever I did record my first episode, and so I'm praying that it works out, because I'm just trying to be obedient at this point, and I'm just trying to do what the Lord is telling me to do. Um Emmy works hard, but my God works harder. And so... Yeah, I just thank you so much for just taking time to come and listen or watch whichever way you are listening to this podcast today. And yeah, today I'm going to be sharing about my testimony and just how the Lord has had his hand on my life since I was a little girl and I didn't realize it till I got older. Um But yeah, I really do appreciate you watching this video because i I have tried time and time again to just get it done, and now I'm glad that everything has worked out. So I have some notes because last time I missed some things that I wanted to talk about, so I just want to make sure I'm encapsulating everything that the Lord has done in my life. So I have some notes, so if I'm looking down, I'm just making sure that I'm not getting off track of my testimony because... I'm gonna be talking about from when I was a little girl all the way up till now, and I'm now 22 years old. So it's a lot of, not a lot, but a lot of years to um, cover. But yeah, basically, I grew up in Houston. Grew up in a church household. Me and my parents would my parents would take me to church. Um, the interesting thing about me going to church when I was little is that I never went to the children's service. I tried it out about like one or two times and I didn't really have friends, so I didn't wanna keep going. And my mom didn't wanna force me to do something that I didn't wanna do, so I would go to the adult service with them. And basically, obviously as a child, I am not gonna learn anything that they're preaching on a Sunday in an adult service. So a lot of the time, I would fall asleep in church, and my dad would get very mad at me when I'd fall asleep in church. But um, yeah, that's what I would do. I would literally go to the adult service, fall asleep, wake up with my dad mad at me, and just never really understood anything going to church. I just knew that was something we were supposed to do. I knew about God. I believed in God. And I knew about Jesus, and I knew that he was the Son of God and that he died for our sins. Like, I knew the basic Christianity 101, Religion 101. That is what I knew. And I would just say, as I continued to grow up, um, like even getting into middle school and high school and things, like I would say I definitely took God for granted and I took his grace for granted. Um, Because it was like, because I knew he died for our sins, I thought I could just go sin and just be like, Lord, forgive me my sins, and just thought I was all good and good to go. Like I was good. Like that's all I need to do to get into heaven is just ask Him to forgive me of my sins, which now I know is not the case. um But yeah, growing up, I just never realized that I had to have my own personal relationship with Jesus. I thought that going to church and asking Him to forgive me my sins when I messed up, I thought that was enough, and as I grew up, I learned that that was obviously not enough. Um, but yeah, I also, whenever I was going to the adult service, you know how they have the altar call? I had gotten baptized when I was about eight years old. And of course, as everything I just said, I did not under- truly understand what being baptized meant. And so, yeah, I I honestly don't remember what I like told my mom to say like, I understood what it meant, but I ended up being baptized, and as I grew up, my life did not reflect that I was <laughs> baptized at a young age. Um, but yeah, I grew up, I had believer friends, per se, um, and when I was in junior high and high school and stuff, like I had friends that I would go to church with. We had like, at Second Baptist Church, they had like Thursday night live. And we would go and, you know, just, I was really just going to socialize, but I also knew, like, church was good. I grew up in church. So, never really thought much about it. Um, But that was something that I did, and now looking back on it, um, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just one of those things I also just took for granted. Like, I would just go to socialize with my friends. Um, My friends would go to socialize and um, just see other people. So... Yeah, not, not much about the relationship building there. And so as I get into high school, I started, you know, like whenever you're starting to grow up and go into high school and everything, um, you know, boys become cuter, people start introducing you to things, which nowadays kids are introduced to those things in junior high, but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just like, the enemy really just opens doors to a lot of things in in high school for me, personally. He did, And so, um, yeah, I remember in so my sophomore year is really whenever the bulk of all these things started. So I'm in my sophomore year of high school. And this is whenever I get like my first actual boyfriend, like he meets my parents, we hang out. We go on dates together, which neither of us had a car, so, you know, but we still went on dates together, (laughs) and so, um, yeah, it's just, like, that door was open, and then I also had friends where we wanted to try different things that are in the world, and so my sophomore year, that's whenever I had smoked for the first time. And I was also introduced to vaping. I was on the cheer team. I was a cheerleader um, my sophomore year, throughout my senior year. And if you went to my high school, if you know, you know. But basically, um, a lot of girls on the cheer team would vape. Maybe You know, I'm just kind of putting our business out there. But it's okay. We're being vulnerable for the Lord today, okay? Because we're talking about his redemption. So, yeah, I just got introduced to that. As well, because I would hang around those girls and I would hang around my friends. So it was just all these different doors of opportunity and things that happened. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it was like peer pressure. I think it was just more like curiosity, you know, like you're young and you know majority of the people in the school are doing it depending on who you're hanging out with. And so it's just one of those things that I had fallen into, which um, looking back on it was a scheme from the enemy, but um yeah, so I had tried all these things my sophomore year of high school, and then um yeah, I had my first boyfriend, so you know, that also opened a door for temptation to happen, and just things like that, so it was really just like a domino effect of all these things that had a arise in my life, and so, but also my sophomore year in high school, We had this um, organization called Young Life, which is a national organization, I believe. So it's just like a Christian club that we had on school, had at school. And this is where majority of my friends would go. I think it was like on Monday nights and it'll be like at 7 a.m. Not 7 a.m., 7 (laughs) p.m. And yeah, all my friends would go. We would have fun. Like it was one of those like, They would like sing those like pumped up songs. It'd be like a really fun night. And then like at the end, they would talk about Jesus and, you know, talk about, you know, Jesus died for our sins, like he just basically giving like a mini sermon. And so I would definitely say those were like little seeds planted. But at the same time, the people that went to Young Life, including myself, um, it was very much giving lukewarm Christianity. That's what it was giving. It was giving, we went to Young Life, we believed in Jesus, but on the weekends, none of us were living for Jesus. <laughs> so that's what it was giving. Um, and not trying to condemn anyone, like I was in this circle as well, like just being resistant to these things. So yeah, but I speak about that because since I was in Young Life, I had an opportunity my sophomore year to go to Frontier Ranch, which is um, basically like a sleepaway camp, I guess you can think about it. And so you drive all the way to Colorado on a bus. And when you get there, they take your phones. So you're literally like very intentional with the people you go with and the cabin and just all the things that you're doing. And yeah, I remember we went, they took our phones. And I would definitely say that this trip was the first time the Lord tried to like encounter me. And I would say I learned a lot about the Lord on this trip. Like I learned how to like pray and journal, but because I learned all these things, which are great things, once I came back, I didn't have community. Like I had my friends that I went with, but none of us, I guess, were like really on fire for Jesus to truly like live for Him. And so it just wasn't like that life-changing life changing like thing, you know? And so, yeah, we come back and we all just kind of fall back into the same things that we were doing. Like, I remember I came back and I had broken up with my boyfriend <laughs> because I, I guess now looking back on it, it was conviction of the things that we were doing in our relationship. But um yeah, we broke up and I remember we broke up for maybe like Two weeks or something, or not even. And then we like got back together. So it was just like one of those things where I didn't have like accountability or community to uphold like this life that I wanted to live, but didn't know how to, if that makes sense. So yeah, I just, it was a great, amazing camp. We also climbed a mountain. That was insane. It wasn't, that sounds kind of like crazy when I say but it was like a it was a tangible mountain to climb, but it was also very it was very hard. It was great anyways, getting sidetracked. <laughs> and so yeah. So yeah, like I said, I come back, I'm already introduced to all these things, and we all kind of just fall back into basically the same routine of like we're living, you know? Like it was kind of one of those things where you get a conference high and then you come back and nothing in your life really changes. And so but, so I want to touch on this a little bit about how I said I was introduced to vaping. Um, let me just say, that thing is an addiction. And, um, yeah, that being introduced my sophomore year, I had struggled with that all the way until I got into college. And I wouldn't even necessarily say I was struggling back then. Like, back then, I thought it was nothing, you know, like I just thought, it was just something I did. Didn't think much of it. Didn't really think of the repercussions that came with, like, putting a chemical into my body every day. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, cause it was just so normalized in our high school. Like, our high school was literally called Taylor Vapes. Cause we were literally known for vaping. <laughs> and so, it was just one of those things where everyone's doing it. No one really thinks much of it. Um, and I would say now there's definitely a lot more advertisements on like the repercussions and addiction that comes with vaping, which is good. But like whenever I was in high school, there wasn't really that big of a thing. Like it was just now getting started, like vaping in general. So yeah, had that happening to me and then um yeah, I just remember I was just, you know, just living through life throughout high school was not living for Jesus. Um I'll go to the occasional party. I wasn't really, like, a hardcore party girl in high school. Um, didn't really get invited to all the parties, but um, whenever I was, I would go and then, you know, I'd probably, like, drink or something or smoke or vape, like, whatever it was. Like, I would do it, um, not like, I wasn't doing hardcore drugs in high school, though, but <laughs> I was doing, um, you know, the other things which still aren't good. But, yeah, I remember, so moving on to, like, senior year, honestly, I didn't, personally didn't think senior year was a terrible year in my life, I actually very much enjoyed senior year, um, I had accomplished a lot of things my senior year, but looking back on it, I was just not living for Jesus, but, um, yeah, I just remember I had a lot of trials and tribulations with my boyfriend my senior year, um, it was giving more of toxic relationship than it was a relationship like a good relationship. And so we end up breaking up our senior year. Um I don't remember timeline exactly. I think it was after we graduated. That's whenever we had really like stopped talking to each other because he was gonna go into the Navy. I was gonna go off to the University of Incarnate Word in San Antonio. So it was just like wasn't trying to do long distance and all of that. So Speaking of the University of kind of Word, I end up going there, Um, this is August of 2019. So I go straight after high school. And, let me just say, this is where things really start to get crazy. So, I, you know, I was trying to live my single girl life. That did not last long. It didn't even last to the first day of class. <laughs> I literally, so I moved into my dorm. I remember I'm in this group chat um with, like, all the new freshmen and stuff. And then I remember, like, I'm on Snapchat or something. I don't know. I just remember I end up meeting this guy. Me and this guy just basically end up starting a relationship before school even starts. Not, like, boyfriend and girlfriend, but, like, you know, not holy things. And so meet this guy before school even starts. And this relationship with this guy lasts about two years. And this, let me just talk, this entanglement, because it wasn't really a relationship, it was more of an entanglement. And it was giving, I wanted to be in a relationship, but he was saying he wanted to be in a relationship with me, but then he was also talking to other girls on the side, and then... We at some point we were just doing each other dirty, and then it was just—it was just giving very much toxic relationship. It was giving back and forth. It was giving—it was just giving tired. It was just giving toxic, and so yeah, to not even touch on it, like to get into depth, but yeah, it was just a very toxic relationship. He um, had cheated on me at first, and we were cheating on each other, and then we dated at some point, which lasted like a couple months. And then April 2021 <laughs> comes around, and this is whenever Tiana finally has her breaking point in this relationship. Um, like, I don't know. I just remember, like, I I literally got depressed being in that relationship. Like, it was so toxic. And looking back on pictures of me during that time, like, I was so skinny. Um, he was a big pothead. So I had really gotten into smoking a lot in that relationship. Like my dad, even <laughs> I came home one time. This is off task, but I came home one time had hot box in the car with him. And whenever I come home, I always say hi to my fans, like to let them know I'm home. And I remember my dad had smelt my hair because obviously, if you're hot boxing, you come home, your hair smells like, you know. And so, yeah, I literally come home. I just remember, just like. My dad is so mad at me. But yeah, it was just not a good relationship for me or my family. Like it was just it caused a lot of uh just a lot of stuff. And so um yeah, it was just a very toxic relationship. I got very, very skinny. That was like the skinniest I'd been. Like in high school I wasn't even that skinny. And yeah, it was just it was just not giving healthy for Tiana at all. And so I had finally just came to a breaking point whenever I remember we got into a like very heated argument um where I was like yelling he was yelling and I think it was because I had found you know some girl on his phone and then he he always would lie to me about it but I'm like I literally saw it so it's just like why lie like honestly it's just better if you just tell the truth because there's no point in lying like I literally saw it and so yeah I think I saw what I I saw what I didn't need to see in his phone and I had just came to a breaking point one day because it was just, I don't know, you can only take so much lying and so much, like, giving people the benefit of the doubt. And I just couldn't take it that day. And this is sometime in April. I think it's the beginning of April in 2021. And I finally cut this man off, cut this boy off. And, um, yeah, finally left that toxic relationship. I literally, like, blocked him on everything because I was like, you're not having access to me to try and get me back in this relationship. Like, I'm just not going to do it. And what also happened in April of 2021 is I got initiated into my sorority, which is Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And let's just say a mixture of getting out of the toxic relationship, joining my sorority, was just hot girl Tiana was activated which is not a good thing, (laughs) and so back in the day, oh, I sound like an old lady, but back in the day, (laughs) um, I just remember, I literally, used to call myself Hawthorne Tiana, I was a big, big, big Meg The Stallion fan, I literally lived and breathed her music, I was reciting it every day, and, um, not even her, I was also listening to, like, Summer Walker, um, I was a, I liked Ariana Grande, Doja Cat, which we don't need to talk about Doja Cat, cause, but anyways, yeah, I was just big on like the woman empowerment type, like woman artists that were um that are out, you know, they're still out today, but I was a big Miley Cyrus fan, like big Miley fan, and so Hot Girl Summer was activated that summer you know, just crossing my line, sisters. You know, we went to, like, Texas Great Picnic. We went to... We would go to, um, like, Austin a lot and go party. And so it was just really giving like, party girl. Like, I was just doing whatever I wanted to. Like, I was single, you know, like, guys come up to me, give people my Snapchat, whatever. Like, it was just... It was just a lot happening in that time period. (laughs) And so, yeah, I remember summer, it was just kind of whatever I was just doing, whatever I wanted. And then August comes around, and this is whenever there's like another detour. Okay, following along with me, there's another detour. So, this is whenever I meet Cameron. And for those of you who don't know, Cameron is my current boyfriend. (laughs) And so, I know it sounds like I had a lot of boyfriends, but, anyways. So I meet Karen in about late August, I think it's like the second week of school or something. So this is like, you know, whenever, um, I don't know if they said other colleges, but at UTSA, they had this one like group of boys that would host parties like uh, over like the weekend or something or just like a party. And so this weekend, uh they had like where they had, they rented out of place and you had a, like, you bought, you bought a ticket for like the whole weekend. And they rented out a place. It was like, there was a party there. Then the next day, there was like a full party. And then the next day, there was like a brunch thing or something like that. And so me and my line sister, Brie, and then my best friend, Evan, we also, we were like all going to this like little party over the weekend. And I remember I meet Cameron like that Friday, wasn't thinking much of it. Um, I'm not gonna go too in depth about our story because he'll probably be on the podcast where we can talk about like how we met and everything. But it's important that I state that I met him because it's important it leads into other things. And so yeah, I meet him. So we're just gonna fast forward. We're not just gonna go too deep because he'll be on the podcast another time. And so yeah, meet him. We hit it off, obviously. And um Sorry guys, told you I've been having technical difficulties when I'm trying to record this. Um, but what was I saying? Uh so we hit it off. Cameron actually had known the Lord prior to meeting me, but you know, we're all human. We all make mistakes and we all fall back into sin sometimes. And so that's how I met him at the party. But anyways, um as we continue to uh, like build our relationship and stuff he proceeds to tell me how he's, like, in Kai Alpha, which is, like, a Christian ministry at UTSA, and because he would go to small groups, like, every week, and he was like, hey, you should, like, go to small group, you know, like, I know this girl that's small group leader, blah, blah, and so I remember um, one of the girls that was also an AK at UTSA, I had knew her, and she was also in a small group, so I had just, like, reached out to her, and It was like, Hey like I wanna go to Bible study with you. And so yeah, started going to Bible study with her. And this is whenever the Lord really just he stopped playing with me. He's like, girl, we need to get it together. And so I start going to small group, like not even thinking much about it, like not even thinking my life can change, not even thinking all these things that could happen with me. Just simply going to small group. And so I literally, I start going in like October. And just by me going to small group and seeing these girls that are my age living for Jesus, I like the Holy Spirit is just crazy. Like I would go to small group on like, I think it was on Tuesdays. I'll go to smoke up on Tuesdays and then on the weekend I'll go out with my line sisters or something and I would just go party and then I would go back to smoke group on Tuesdays and I'll get convicted of what I was doing like because I would see these girls and they're not partying on the weekends, they're not smoking, they're not drinking, and it's just it was not something like I even thought was gonna change my life, and it did. And so yeah, I just continue. Going to a small group every week, but at the same time, I was living in sin. And I just keep getting convicted and convicted um, each time I'll go to a small group. And I remember um, it gets closer to the end of the year. Caltha hosts this conference called SALT, it, it's in Dallas. And it's basically like this huge conference, um, it's about three days long. And it's over the new year, so it's like December 29th to January 1st and my small group leader my small group leader Nyla like really encouraged me to go and I remember I think it's like a hundred something dollars at the time. I was like, oh I don't know, like I gotta ask my parents and you know see what happens because like usually I spend the holidays with my parents and I remember um like I ended up getting the money and I went to salt and again like I was going I was not thinking much about what would happen by me going. Like I was pursuing community by continuing to go to community. like I started building friendships with these girls and just seeing the way that they live their life. I was literally like, that's crazy like and like honestly, like I would just get convicted just being around them um not by like them saying anything, but just by, me seeing the life that they're living and how I'm not living a life, anything like it. And so I end up going to salt and I remember the first night they have like worship and service. And let me just tell you, man, the Holy spirit was present. Like God was present at this conference and I'm just getting more and more convicted as I'm like worshiping. And I'm just like, Lord, like, I don't want to live this life. Like, he's revealing things to me of like, you're living this life of sin, and that's not going to get you anywhere. That is not, it's not going to get you to heaven, and it's not going to benefit you in any way. Like, yeah, it seems fun. It seems like minuscule, like what you're doing is minuscule, but, excuse me, the Lord proceeded to tell me how like I can't live this life anymore and so I remember the next day December 30th 2021 is the okay my camera cut me off again so we gave it a little second to cool down so hopefully I can just finish out my episode but like I was saying um December 30th is the day that I repented And the Lord is just so good. He was showing me like all these things in my life, like drinking, smoking, vaping, like sexual immorality, like my attitude. I had a terrible attitude prior to walking with the Lord. I mean, I am human. Sometimes it do be trying to come out of me, but like I had a terrible attitude growing up terrible attitude with my friends sometimes and thank God he has like taken that away from me so now I'm much better with that than I was prior but yeah I just remember just feeling like a burden literally I was literally just feeling the weight of all this sin that I was doing and how It was just pulling me away from God. All this the sin that I was doing was not bringing me any, any, not even a centimeter, not an inch. It was not bringing me any steps closer to him. It was not bringing me closer to him at all. If anything, it was just pulling me away from him, pulling me further and further away from him with each thing that I was doing. And I just remember, um, keep in mind, I grew up in church and I did not learn about repentance. Like even with like talking with my friends and going like to the little Thursday night live thing, never learned about repentance. And my small group leader Nyla like told talked to me about it, like taught me about it, and I just thank God for her. But yeah, she like explained to me what true repentance is and how You can lay these things down at the feet of Jesus and truly turn away from these things and start walking with him. And so that's what I did. Like, I remember she talked to me about it and then I just prayed and my small group was also at Salt with us. So I had my small group around us and I just prayed to God and was just naming off all these things that I wanted to give to him, like my vaping addiction I, like I said, started in sophomore year of high school, all the way up until my sophomore year of college, I still had that vaping addiction. Uh, I had gotten to a point where I wasn't buying it myself, but I would still like allow myself to hit it whenever I would be around people, but still had that addiction within me. And I remember I was praying, giving that to God, giving this party girl, hot girl lifestyle to him because he was showing me how like that that like mentality is just it's very blinding and it blinds us to the reality of knowing our worth and how Jesus bought us at such a high price that we do not need to be allowing men or women cuz there's also the hot boys um just like allowing them to take advantage of us or just allow them to have soul ties with us like that's just not something that the Lord um, like wrote out for us like he wants us to be pure and be within a covenant marriage like this is for a whole nother topic but like yeah sex is not bad but it's bad outside of marriage like God made it for marriage God created sex but you know we're not gonna get into that's a whole nother topic But like I said, I was just naming off all these things. I was repenting to God, like my attitude, my anger, my bitterness towards people, my unforgiveness towards some people and just naming off all these things and just like truly laying it down at the feet of Jesus and because his presence was there. And I just remember like I'm praying off all these things. My small group starts to pray over me after I'm done. and. It just sounds crazy every time I say it, but it was just like, I could feel a hug from the Lord. Like I just felt him like hug me and just feel him saying like, I forgive you and like you, you can do this. Like he's saying like, I forgive you and I'm worthy enough. Like I can do this. And As I'm editing this video, I'm realizing just that I forgot one of the most important things that happened whenever I was repenting to the Lord, and that was him giving me the word freedom, which hence why um, this podcast is called Freedom Bound, and he was also just telling me how... All the things I was repenting of was only going to give me temporary temporary satisfaction and it will never fulfill me fully. And the only thing that can fulfill my spirit fully in my life is him and Jesus. And it's literally just like how he says in Philippians, it's a peace that transcends all understanding. Like, it's just unexplainable. Like, when you feel the presence of God, and you feel him telling you he forgives you, like truly forgives you because you're actually truly repenting of these things. Like like I said before, I would ask for forgiveness, but I didn't mean it. I was just saying it just because i that's what I knew I was supposed to do. I knew I'm supposed to ask for forgiveness from Jesus, but I didn't actually mean it. Like, yeah, I'm asking for forgiveness, but I'm not actually changing my life. I was not changing my life. And... Like, at that moment, I truly was going to take steps to tangibly change my life. And so, yeah, after, like, 2022, 2022 was a rough year for your girl. It was was good in so many ways, but it was also hard. Like, I also think there's just a misconception about walking with Jesus that it's, like, all rainbows and sunshine and happiness, which it is those things. But... There's also trials and tribulations. There's also times of heartbreak, times that you're just like, Lord, why is this happening to me? And like through all of those things, it's not that life isn't good. It's not that life sucks. It's that I know that these things are gonna happen to me, but it's the it's the fact that I know that God is here with me. And even though I'm in pain, And it may feel like he's miles and miles away, even though I'm crying and like I'm just like in a terrible mood. It's the fact that I know God feels his hurt, like he feels my hurt. He feels that with me. And it's just it's very crazy. And I'm not saying at all that once I repented, I was just this holy girl, never, ever sinned again in my life. That is not what I'm saying, because sinning is in our nature, it's human nature, but it's the fact of like actually trying to turn away from that sin and not living a life of thinking it's okay to just dwell in that sin. And I remember I had to like stop going out with my line sisters um, and my friends. And it was, it was hard. It was really hard because I had built my friendships off of you know, going out together. And we bonded over those things. And so it was really hard having to basically rebuild my friendships with a lot of my friends. And I had to do that because I knew, like, I love them. I truly love them as people. And I also want them to know Jesus. But it's like, I love them so much that I don't want them out of my life. But I'm willing to say, hey, like, Let's do something else instead of going out. Like, let's go try a new food place. Let's go take pictures somewhere. Let's, you know, do an activity, you know? So it was really difficult um, having to rebuild my friendships with people that I may have known for years or months. And because it was just like, whoa, like she went to this conference and now she's talking about she's not going to go out with us. So it was... It was hard, but by the grace of God and the strength that he gave me, like, I was able to do those things, and honestly, um, yeah, I just, I remember there is a, oh, there's just a lot, okay, this is why I had my book in front of me, because I'm gonna get off task, so, um, yeah, like I said, um, I had repented December 30th, and, Throughout that whole year of 2022, I remember in February, I had told my small group leader Nyla about like, getting baptized because, like I said before, I was baptized as a kid, but I didn't truly understand what that meant. And Baptism is an outward expression of an inward change, and it's your funeral of your old life in a marriage. It's a wedding of the marriage you're making with Jesus to commit to Him, and I remember I tell her in February and I'm like praying all year because I'm like, Lord, like I I had this idea in my head that I wanted it to happen a certain way. I wanted my pastor because we had my family had moved to a smaller church when I was about a junior in high school or sophomore at my end of my sophomore year. And I wanted my pastor to baptize me. But in 20. And I don't remember if it was late 2021 or 2022, my pastor had got um, diagnosed with a brain tumor. And so he was like in the hospital. And I just remember, I'm just believing the Lord to heal him and that the Lord will like give him the strength and like, so that he's healed and that he can baptize me. And like, it'll just be this whole, like, just this like picture perfect baptism is like what I was starting to create in my head. But I remember in October of 2022, I go to this other, it's like a mini conference called Breakaway, which was through um, a church in San Antonio. So I had started my master's at a and in August of 2022. <clears throat> but I went back to San Antonio for this conference and I remember like I I don't know. I didn't go in with like the impression of I'm going to get baptized. Like I, I just remember I kept praying about it. I was like, Lord, like just like confirm to me when you want me to get baptized. And I just kept telling him that kept saying like, Lord, like I know you'll show me and I know that your will will be done. And I remember after like the, I think this is on like the second day. And they, like, bring up baptism at the conference and saying, like, hey, like, we'll have an opportunity for y'all, if any of y'all want to get baptized. And I remember I had to start praying about it again, because I'm like, Lord, like, is this when you want me to get baptized? And I remember my small group leader, Nyla, she had came up to me, she's like, hey, you remember in February whenever you, like, were talking about getting baptized? And then I was just like, I knew it was confirmation from the Lord, because I'm a very hard-headed person um i try not to be obviously but um even with the lord sometimes it takes him multiple times to tell me something and me getting baptized was something he had to tell me multiple times in order for me to understand and so whenever he finally used Nyla to say that to me i was like okay like this is when i need to get baptized and so i just remember like i sign up because you have to like sign up um online or whatever and I sign up to get baptized, and then I get baptized, and it's honestly, it was just so sweet, like, um, it was like a boys and girls conference, like, it was like co-ed, it wasn't just like all girls, all boys, whatever, and so Cameron was also there, and so since my, because in my head, I was like, man, I want my family to be there, I want my friends to be there, I want my small group to be there, I was just wanted all these people to be there, and I remember, um, Cameron took the, uh, Opportunity to like call my parents on FaceTime, and he also called my pastor and his wife. So even though they weren't there physically, they were still able to see me get baptized, which was so sweet that like we have technology in order to do that, and just thank God that like even though like I had created this idea of the perfect baptism, like even whenever I was baptized, it was just it was just such a sweet time. Like I had my swagger there with me I'm getting emotional thinking about it like I had my small group there with me and they were able to like pray with me afterwards and hug me and yeah it was just really sweet it's like it says in Proverbs that many are plans in a person's heart but it's the Lord's purpose that for prev- it's the Lord's purpose that prevails and let me just say like I had a plan in my heart of getting baptized a certain way with certain people there and certain things happening and the Lord's purpose ultimately prevailed because like he's the creator of all things. And even though like, I thought my, my way was going to be perfect. Like his way was still perfect. And it was just such a sweet time. And I say all of this to say, God is so good. And even in the times when we may feel like we are stuck in a sin We are stuck to a way of living. We are addicted to this. Like, I have friends over here doing this. And like, even though life may seem like you can't turn away from things, God gives us the strength and the wisdom and the friends, the community, to help us do those things. Like, prayer prayer is powerful and Pray, let's just say like you may not have community. Pray for a community. Pray for God to show you a church with people your age where you can create these relationships or even someone older that knows the Lord and can help disciple you or mentor you into um, walking with Jesus. Because really something I learned about this walk with Jesus is we cannot do it alone. We need community community and i like i said i started going to community i repented and all these things happened community literally changed my life and god does not call us to be in isolation by ourselves he calls us to be with one another to for the church to be one and it's just the lord is so good and i i just know that Whether if you know the Lord or you don't, He can open up doors for you to just deepen your relationship with Him even more. And I don't know, it's just all the things that have happened in my life and the way the Lord has constantly showed up in different aspects of my life. Like, like I said, at Frontier Ranch, he was trying to get me there, but I didn't have community. I didn't have tangible things to help me walk this walk with him. And I fell easily back into sin. And it's just like he he wants a relationship with us. God wants a relationship with us. That's why he sent his one and only son to die on the cross so that we can have a personal relationship with him. That is the one misconception the enemy has had over my eyes um throughout my life is that basically I was good enough to say in a sinner's prayer and just saying Lord forgive me of my sins and that was not enough it was not enough for him and God is so much more worthy than just a short simple prayer like he deserves all the praise and all the glory for all the things that he's done for us like the breath in my lungs He is giving me the breath in my lungs that I'm t- that I'm able to speak right now. The breath in your lungs that you're able to watch this video right now. And the Lord, all he wants is a relationship with us. And he always has his hand out. We just have to accept it and truly accept the strength that he gives us to turn away from these things. Because I wouldn't have been able to stop doing these things on my own strength I can't do it on my own strength I need the Holy Spirit I need God I need the strength that he gives me in order to turn away from these things and truly live a life that glorifies him and I need the conviction from him because if I'm not being convicted of these things I'm not going to think there's anything wrong with the life that I'm living and I just pray that um If you stayed all the way to the end, that you just know, I know people say this all the time, that Jesus loves you, but Jesus truly does love you. And he really does want a relationship with every single one of his children. Like that's all he wants is just a relationship with us. And I guess to leave off with just pointers is like salvation is not inherited from our parents just because I grew up in church and I knew that knew about Jesus and knew about God that did not mean I was truly saved and that is something that the Lord had to teach me because if I had just kept living the life I was living I I honestly don't think I would have been in heaven if I would have if I would have died before all of like repenting and everything I truly don't think I would have been in heaven and That's why I say God is so good, because he gave me time and time again to come to him, to just give me grace and mercy to truly have a relationship with him. And yeah, he's just so good. And he wants a relationship with you. He wants a relationship with all of us. And so I think I'm just going to pray um before I close out this video hopefully my camera does not go out but um yeah heavenly father I just thank you I thank you for another day to live <clears throat> I thank you that you have allowed me to share my testimony with these people and I just pray that if they stayed all the way to the end Lord that they just know that you are calling out to them Jesus and that you you have their, your hand on their life, Lord. And I pray, Lord, if they don't have community, I pray that you send them community. I pray that you send them friends that love Jesus, Lord. And I pray that you just show them tangible ways to live a life that glorifies you, Jesus. I pray for conviction in my life in their life. I pray that your Holy Spirit dwells within us. And Jesus, I just thank you for this opportunity to... Share what you've done in my life, Lord. And I pray that if someone just relates to any part of my testimony, that you show them that they also have redemption in you. They also have freedom in you. They also have your grace and your mercy and your peace and your love, Jesus. Your love is unconditional. And Lord, I just thank you. I just thank you for the time that they are able to spend here. And thank you for giving us another day and just the opportunity to dwell in your presence and jesus i thank you i'm just so grateful i'm grateful for this person listening i pray i pray over their life lord i pray that you protect them lord i pray that your angels are wrapped around them jesus and i pray that you help them to walk in the light for lord you are the way the truth and the life jesus and I just pray Jesus that you just fill their heart right now. Give us a heart that is softened for you. Give us discernment, Jesus. And Lord, we just accept your Holy Spirit. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Okay, well, my camera did go out one more time, but I'm just going to finish out the episode with audio. But I love you. Jesus loves you. And I thank you so much for listening and There will be more episodes to come. And so, yeah, welcome to Freedom Bound. And let's just see where the Lord takes this. Bye.